Welcome to episode 131 of the No Persinium podcast, the voice of everything immersive. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from the San Francisco Bay Area this time. This week on the show, it's our end of the year, New Year's Eve, New Year spectacular-ish specialization. Um, I'd say it was the cold medication talking, but um, I'm not on any cold medication, uh, so that means it's the sinus pressure. Um, there you go. Uh, we asked a whole bunch of you to give us your wishes for 2018, and we also check in with a couple of our curators to kind of get their take on the year that was. We're going to dive into that in just a moment, but first, the little bit of business we always do. I just want to thank everyone who has backed us this year on Patreon, patreon.com slash no presidium. Uh, it makes a huge difference. It, it really, really does. And as we, um, move into, uh, the, uh, the, the next phase of everything where we're, we're going to try to start really paying people, um, and professionalize as much as possible, uh, it means even more. So first off, have to thank the supporting backers of the show. That's Ross Sigworth, Bradley Smith, Ian Budman, and Lonnie Hanson. Uh, those guys, uh, they are the backbone of what we're doing here. Uh, each of them drop 50 bucks a month on the show. Um, not everyone can do that. Uh, and I'm shocked whenever anyone does. But if you can, um, you know, $5 a month is sort of the target for what we're what we're asking, which if you break it down is you know uh, it's about uh, twenty five cents a day, twenty five cents a day uh, to back everything we do: the podcast, uh, the newsletters, the website, the social media. Um, once upon a time, newspapers cost twenty five cents a day. So uh, if you think of No Presidium as a newsletter, uh, as a newspaper for the immersive world, um, then yeah. I mean, newspapers had advertising too, so but that's neither here nor there. Point is, uh, ads don't work anymore, so brave new world. Um, and if we got a thousand people to drop uh, five bucks a month, uh, well, you can do that math. Uh, things would be very different. Anyway, that's my wish for 2018. It's a very difficult one. Um, that's enough begging for my supper. Um, I will continue to sound kind of congested through this whole one. I apologize in advance. Luckily, you don't have to listen to my voice the entire time because uh, we're going to jump around the whole world and uh, hear some of your lovely wishes for 2018 starting right now. Hi, I'm Alejandra. And I'm Rick. We're from Sparkle Theatricals. In Minneapolis, Minnesota. I wish to have our own dedicated workspace in 2018 so we can create and rehearse our future productions. I wish for opportunities to travel and see shows that other people are making. I'm looking forward to learning new skills and making new things that inspire audiences to be adventurous. I look forward to building our team of designers and performers as we work toward opening night of The Room with Closets in May of 2018. Thank you, No Proscenium. Happy New Year! Hey, Noah. This is Terrence LeClaire from post-dystopian downtown Los Angeles. My wishes for 2018 are illumination. 
photosynthesizing our green souls to grow as we evolve and love each other and all of your listeners here at NoPro. <laughs> Speaking of no proscenium, it's an allegory. Audiences waking up, stepping out of the darkness to have a voice and becoming masters of the universe. Warhol said we'd all get our 15 minutes. I say we'll just realize that we're already on stage. Thanks so much for everything. Word up. <laughs> Looking forward to a lot more of this next year and beyond. Happy New Year. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Anderson from Philadelphia. I'm looking forward to starting my immersive year off right at the MIT Mystery Hunt, which starts January 12th this year. It's a massive puzzle hunt taking place on the MIT campuses, and the teams responsible for running it have a lot of fun putting on theatrical productions that provide the narrative backbone for the hunt. Uh, themes in the past have ranged from musical theater to Alice in Wonderland to Inception. Teams that solve all the meta-puzzles enter the runaround, where they're tasked with completing puzzle-adjacent tasks to wrap up the story at different locations across campus. The first team to complete the runaround also wins the coin, and the privilege of running the next year's hunt. And hey, if somebody puts on an immersive theater production themed around romantic comedies this year, you wouldn't find me complaining. I thought that was a fun way to start off our little trip around the world. Now we're going to pivot just a bit and check in with one of our team members. Um, here we go. Hi, this is Anthony Robinson, one of the assistant editors here at No Proscenium, and I'm also one of the co-curators for the Los Angeles Now Playing section on the website. Um, 2018, I'm looking forward to a lot of things. Um, just to be as brief as I can, uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to is more levity in the genre. I want to see things that are funny. I'm looking forward to creators bringing out the ha-has and the laughters and the romantic comedies and maybe even the musical comedies. Who knows? Uh, I, I don't put any kind of edge on it. Um, you guys have brought funny in all this stuff that you've put out. There's been moments of levity and laughter, even in some of the darkest pieces. Um, and I appreciate that. But, uh, what I would love to see is somebody go for a comedy. Somebody just go for a pure laugh out loud, funny story that we're part of and that we can laugh along when you guys laugh with us. And I think that'd be great for everybody. Um, that's your challenge guys. That's your challenge is to give me uh, just a straight up comedy. Um, good luck. Um, also, I uh, am looking forward to seeing what, uh, in Los Angeles, what Leia ends up doing uh, with the, and the work that they've been doing uh, with Los Angeles City Council to uh, basically have immersive theater be a integral part of theater okay, um, here in Los Angeles. Uh, and as we grow and we stretch, there's growing pains all the time. But um, one of the things is people are unsure when you try to explain to them that you are putting on a play in somebody's bathroom and they kind of look at you funny. Um, and the, the point is that, you know, we do and, and what what the creators out there do and what we enjoy watching and seeing and being a part of takes place in funny places. They take place in bedrooms and in attics and in basements and in bars and in, you know, the back rooms of, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, sweatshops, um, all over the place. And, um, it's really hard to put that show on and get permitted if people don't get it. So, um, what I'm looking forward to is seeing Los Angeles get, uh, get its act together. Come on, LA, get your act together, figure it out what we're doing. Um, 
you know, with, with everything that's going on, it is important for us to have safety concerns. And, you know, I, I want us to have safe places to be and I want us to be safe, but we need to have a place and we need to be able to talk about that uh, with the city. So I want more um, immersive, friendly cities out there. So, guys, work on it. You guys are working hard and I appreciate it. Um, I'm also looking forward to more family friendly things. Um, I had two kids. So pretty much, uh, if I go to an immersive thing, I've either got to go to, right now, a pop-up, um, a couple of, you know, mostly dance things that uh, my older one gets bored with, my little one wants to move with them, and uh, I want to be able to engage them. And I know Punch Drunk's been doing some amazing things uh, with their test runs uh, out in uh, London, but, you know, Los Angeles, i got amusement parks. So, uh, you know, I was really lucky to have Knott's Berry Farm with... Uh, Ghost Town Alive, so it's one of the things I'm looking forward to is the return of Ghost Town Alive coming back uh, next year, 2018, uh, which is basically, it's a Wild West immersive piece. I mean, that's what it is. It's called what it is. It's an amazing piece of immersive theater um, where you and your kids can run around, you can rob a bank, you can uh, vote for uh, a mayor, you can uh, help people with their, with, with their love triangles, you can, uh, you know... St- it, you can hunt for gold. It's it's kind of amazing. And they left us with a cliffhanger last year at the end of this year. Um, so next year they're going to come back and hopefully it'll be another strong show. Um, one of the other things I'm also looking for is the continued growth of immersive theater. I mean, there's some amazing stuff out there and it's popping up everywhere. Um, there's been shows uh, in Portland and in uh, Portland. And now, you know, we're getting in, in Asia uh, with, you know, with, with, the Orient Express and, you know, the Titanic theme. I mean, come on, the Titanic. We're doing a recreation of the Titanic. It's amazing. I want to see more of that. I want to see more stuff coming up everywhere. Uh, here in Los Angeles, I want to see more shows. I'd love to see more shows. Uh, um, and I know it's hard. And, uh, you know, myself, I need to get out and go see more shows. So that's one of the things I'm hoping for, to be able to get out to see more shows. Um, really, I, I hope that uh, we get hear more from you out there. We, I want to hear what's going on. Um, continue. You guys have been doing great on the on Facebook and on our website, giving us hints and uh, you know heads ups on different shows and new things that are happening. And please continue to. I want to hear more of it. I want to hear more in Los Angeles about it because that's my job. And I want you guys to tell me what's happening, even if it seems like it's small. Um, and we'd love to be part of it. Um, thank you guys and continue to listen and read. We'll see you at the show. Thank you, Anthony, for giving us that kind of mother load of wishes for 2018. Uh, Got to agree with both Anthony and Michael, uh, who, just by coincidence, um, actual coincidence, not by design, both uh, ended and then started off with uh, romantic comedies. That'd be really nice to see. Um, let's let's stretch our our muscles a bit. One of one of the best things I saw in 2017 was a one night only thing which is which is a total shame it was the promo event for HBO's Big Little Lies it was a soapy spectacular put on by a Cole Rosner and a whole bunch of actors you'd probably recognize from other shows if you're a Los Angeles immersive fan and it was a promo event uh, for the Blu-ray release of an HBO show which just this is one of those sentences that just sounds weird. Um, but it was this wonderful, soapy, crazy... Let me put it this way. You know how if you're watching a certain type of show, you start to scream at the characters because they're being stupid? 
or because you know some secret that they don't that would absolutely change your, their lives. Now imagine that instead of yelling at your television, you were actually yelling at the actors. That's what happened during Big Little Lies. And it was amazing, particularly because they've been coached to like go like, oh, what? What are you saying? Uh, I don't understand. Um, that was that was pretty, pretty nifty. Um, and it was amazing to watch a bunch of people who just did not know the genre at all really get into it because of the context of the piece. Right. So think about that as you're planning. Um, there's parts of the market that are really, really saturated, uh, and there are untapped audiences out there who are waiting to connect with something that is interactive and immersive, uh, that is lighting up a different part of their brain than what's currently available. And also the whole family thing, right? That's big. All right, let's continue along in our journey throughout our immersive world. And next up, uh, I'm going to just do a quick one-off here uh, for one of one of our dear friends. Um, here we go. This is Dasha Kittredge, currently in Edinburgh, Scotland, but I live in Los Angeles. I'm looking forward to the Immersive Design Summit, for sure. Playing Tamara de Lempischka in the Speakeasy Society's production of Wild Party. And my wishes for 2018 would be more peace and compassion across the world, to travel more, and for Donald Trump to go away. Now, we know that I don't tend to get political on the show, but uh, Dasha's a really good friend, and we'll leave it at that. Let's continue on our tour of wishes for 2018, shall we? Hi, my name is Jordan Kopechka from Lynx Dance Theater. I'm super excited about 2018 and everything that's going to be happening, uh, at least in, in our world uh, of Lynx Dance Theater. But I'm also super excited about everything that No Proscenium is going to sort of bring to the table. I feel like you guys have done such a great job in the past year of uh, sort of bringing to light all of these nooks and crannies of immersive theater and sort of helping us write the rules and expand the wor the worlds that we're building uh, and what it, what it means to be immersive. You're sort of helping us answer questions, um, bigger questions that, that we sort of have slowly been asking ourselves, but uh, we, we are continually challenged by everything immersive and we hope to be even more challenged and ask bigger questions in 2018. And this is Kendra Slack from Link Dance Theater. I'm also super excited to hear what No Proscenium has in store for us in 2018. And I'm also really excited to hear about what the community has in store and how the creators in the community continue to push boundaries in what it means to be immersive and uh, how we continue to explore the entire spectrum of immersive work and to continue redefining ourselves and pushing ourselves uh, to answer those questions. And I know for Link Dance Theater personally, we are very excited about something coming down the aisle in 2018. Uh, we can't really say that there's a specific save the date yet, but uh, you should keep your ears peeled for bells ringing in late April, early May. Hint, hint, hint. Okay, that's all I'll say about it. <laughs> Thanks. We love you, No Presidium. Hello, this is Lisa Spira from RoomEscapeArtist.com in New York City. 
For 2018, I'm looking forward to cross-pollination, to more shows that bring different genres together to form new types of experiences. This is Leah Abelson, coming at you from Astoria, New York. In 2018, I'm looking forward to seeing more diverse casts and creative environments in the immersive space, as well as more original content. I'm also excited to finally play the Nintendo Switch. In terms of personal goals, I hope to make my daily routine a little more sustainable and good for the earth. Hello, this is David Spira from RoomEscapeArtist.com in New York City. For 2018, my wish for everything immersive is more agency. I'm truly looking forward to more experiences that change because of the individuals playing them and are different each time because of it. Hi, I'm Erin Mee, Artistic Director of This Is Not A Theatre Company in New York. What I wish for in 2018 is more empathy. I want people to make eye contact and smile, to ask how are you and mean it, and to actually listen to the answer to stop and pause and take each other in. I want everyone to give each other the benefit of the doubt, to assume that everyone is doing their best and be slower to judge. I want everyone to internalize the fact that every interaction can be understood in many ways and perceived from many angles. I want us all to stop and think about how the other person might experience our interactions. Making and seeing theater is an exercise in empathy, a chance to experience the world from perspectives both similar to and different from our own. In 2018, I look forward to making and seeing theater that makes me a better human being. I just wanted to take a moment to echo what Aaron was just saying about empathy. So much of what makes immersive special as a form is that moment of connection, not just between audiences and performers, but between people. Because when you have a character and you have an audience member connecting, you have two people connecting. And that's something that in our world of screens and tweets and status updates, where we're all broadcasting. Social media is a mediated form. We are putting on personas. We are making reports. What we're not doing is talking to each other. And you can see it every damn day. That moment of connection, that's what immersive brings to the table. When we see productions work very well, they make space for that connection. When we see productions trip up and screw up, they often haven't made space for connection. That's the key. It's the skeleton key to all of it. As much as interactivity, as much as set design, agency, uh, traversal, all of these things are amazing. But that moment of connection is the thing that empowers it. It is the moment that brings people into the world that's being made. Don't forget that ever and now before we get to my part of the show uh we're gonna check in with one more member of our team i think you know who it is hi this is Catherine Yu from new york new york and my favorite immersive experiences of 2017 i had three the first was a very heart-pounding 
fascinating kind of what is actually going on roller coaster that I went on with the path of Beatrice, which is an alternate reality game slash experience add-on to the Paradiso escape room, where the participant gets texts, emails, and has multiple encounters with different actors, one of whom is working with a secret society and another person whose allegiances are perhaps little murky, as well as the mysterious Virgil Corporation. This experience is customized, so it's not necessarily the same for each person, but what really impressed me was an Easter egg that had been left for me within the escape room itself. So when I saw that, my jaw dropped. Uh, No one else in the room except for one other person had known I had been playing the path of Beatrice, so it felt like a wonderful surprise that was there just for me, so kudos to the Paradiso team, Michael Counts, and everyone else. My second favorite immersive memory of 2017 is from the show Seeing You, which follows a cast of characters as they prepare to ship out for war. It's the eve of America's involvement in World War II, and there is a character named Grace. She's a Japanese-American woman whose friends and eventually the entire town start to turn on her on the eve of going to war. There's a beautiful dance scene. It culminates in her pushing a large table on wheels around the room in a reimagined warehouse space, and eventually the rest of the cast is also pushing that same table but in the opposite direction, so they're going in circles all around the audience, and it's just really beautiful choreography in a show that tried to tackle jingoism and the uglier side of American history, and that kind of leads me into my third most favorite moment, which was the immersive musical K-pop. K-pop was an immersive musical about a Korean pop factory put on by Ars Nova, Magi Theater Company, and our friends at the Witchhead Collective, There's a moment during the show when the boy band, Fate, is having an argument and one of the members draws a literal line down the middle of the room and asks the audience to choose sides. The crux of the argument is whether or not they should stick to the sound they've always been known for or try to modernize that sound. And of course, what makes things even more complicated is that the four members arguing to maintain the status quo are the founding members of Fate and the single member who is arguing to modernize the sound is seen as an interloper. He is half American, half Korean. The other members of the band are native Koreans who accuse him of not being a real Korean. And Epic just wants to bring them into the current decade of pop music and is getting a lot of pushback from the other members. So it turns into this very clear us versus them scenario quickly. And despite being this progressive, off-Broadway, New York City theater audience, I was surprised to see that the vast majority of people in attendance chose to maintain the status quo as opposed to siding with Epic to modernize the group's sound. So I found that to be really interesting and eye-opening since myself and a couple people did choose to cross that line. And I guess that kind of brings me into my hope for 2018, which is I hope that we get to hear more from these underrepresented voices in immersive, different perspectives and viewpoints. We're starting to see that with some of the work, especially the shows that I've been reviewing, like Letters in the Dirt or shows like Three-Fifths. 
uh, sit, eat, and chew, uh, K-pop, other things like that, people are choosing to take on some very difficult topics in a safe and thoughtful and caring and nuanced way. And I hope to see more of that in 2018. And it is absolutely criminal that there is no cast album for K-pop. So if anybody involved in the show is out there listening, please, please, please make this happen. Thanks. And a big thank you to Catherine for cracking open that topic, which is expanding the diversity of voices whose stories are being told and who are telling stories inside Immersive. There's a tendency uh, in the mainstream cultural press to look at this thing as a fad, uh, to look at all of the various elements that make up immersive, immersive theater, virtual reality, augmented reality, escape rooms, etc., etc., and see them as gimmicks and see them as subgenres of an established form that are just in vogue for a while and are going to go away and everything will get back to being normal and simple and why aren't you just content with watching Netflix? Come on, Bright's on. Don't you want to watch Bright? Um, yeah, uh, we know that's not we know that's not what's happening. We know that uh, this is a medium, and the medium has many forms. Uh, this is a hand with many fingers on it, and it is only going to become clear to people uh, that it is a medium and not a gimmick when more people engage with it as a way of communicating. Note that I specifically did not say as a way of telling stories. Immersive is interesting in that it can be purely experiential or it can be narrative. Uh, people, a good friend the other day who's performed in some asked me, like, well, do you prefer the stuff that has a story? And I said, I just prefer stuff that is well executed. Um, I love the fact that in this form um, you can really leaning into theme and experience and the moment, or you can stitch a narrative together. Um, I look forward to this being the year when people beyond our known borders begin to embrace the techniques, begin to connect with their audiences and discover new ways of exploring themes and ideas and indeed stories together. That's the power of immersive. I'm looking forward, of course, to uh, the design summit next weekend um, and hopefully bringing together a lot of the people who are, are making um, this stuff across those different um tools and get them to cross-pollinate and begin to broaden this conversation, uh, the hints of which we start to see in the NoPro Slack. Uh, it's going to be uh, even more incredible to have everyone in one place. Uh, and to know that that summit is really just like the first draft of an event of its kind. Um, so I'm hoping it, it goes off really well, of course. That's my wish that that's it's a success. But I also know that it's 
it's just our first stab at doing something like this. Uh, and it's the lineup's already incredible. Anyway, um, I gotta, gotta go work on that in a little bit here. Um, the other thing, uh, the other thing I look forward to for my wish for 2018 is that this work becomes more sustainable for everyone. Um, you know, myself included, um, there's only so much time you can, you know, do this as a hobby. Um, there's a lot of passion to go around, but this, the, the work that's required ahead, the work that we're doing, um, and by we, I mean, everyone in the community is doing, this is professional grade work. When you're taking meetings with cities, when you're, you know, digging up insurance forms, when you're convening discussions about safety and consent and, and you know, psychological ethics, um, you're, you're doing professional work. And professional work requires a professional amount of focus, and that requires that this is a career. So when you look around and you see people doing work, and if you're a fan or if you're another creator, just, you know, respect that the, the the sheer amount of pressure that everyone's under and let's start digging up some funding sources for everybody okay i remain sick uh you're not getting a full noah rant today uh let's do the things we got to do which is the credits the music for this episode as always is by chris porter of the speakeasy society you can connect with no proscenium at www.noproscenium.com that's where you can find uh the sign up for the newsletters that's where you can find our newswire all our features and reviews including another great interview uh from our friend rookie briganti at inside the magic um you connect with us on twitter at no proscenium on facebook there's both no proscenium and there's also our facebook group everything immersive and in those places, you will be able to find links to join our Slack forum, which is exploded. we got over 400 people in it now. It's jumping well on our way to 500. Um, and a Slack community is important. Um, that's because of the uh, notification alerts uh, that Slack enables, but because us, you know, we can't necessarily trust that uh, the big platforms are always going to be on our side. Those algorithms have minds of their own. Um, patreon.com slash no presidium is where you jump in to drop some cash off to help us professionalize. Um, it is a serious and real thing that we are trying to do. Um, $1 is great. $5 ideal. If you somehow have more disposable income than that, oh my God, thank you. Uh, again, patreon.com slash no presidium and our sustaining backers are Ross Sigworth, Bradley Smith, Yan Budman, and Lonnie Hands-On. Um, that's it for me. Uh, I will be back uh, with you next week. I do believe. I think we're going to have another interview from Catherine. Uh, we'll be next in the lineup. And uh, we'll be back in the swing of things soon. And hopefully I will not be sick the next time I talk to you. Until then, until next time, I'll see you at the show. <laughs>